light on the southwest extremity. Tanya was about to say that the island's dark shape reminded her of a sleeping elephant when the captain turned to the officer on duty and barked, Port 30. Port 30, sir, the handsome young Sikh officer echoed back. The navy-turbaned officer slowly turned the ship's wheel, causing the dial of the electric compass to click off degree by degree as the cargo ship responded to the change of course. Steady at twenty knots, the captain said. Yes, sir, full away, the first officer responded. To see her husband in his role as captain, to watch the way the crew of twelve responded to his quiet authority, made her love him even more. To Tanya's mind, he was an old school man of the world, a leader and adventurer, a rare species in modern society. The constellations Orion and Pleiades glittered overhead. Nature felt so close. Wind out of the south-southwest, sir. Steady at fifteen to twenty knots. Latest report has rain squalls blowing in from the south, the Sikh officer reported. Tell the third mate, deck lights fore and aft, spotlights on the poop deck, the captain ordered. Yes, sir. Don't want those fishing boats to miss us. You've got the radar, and keep an ear for the radio. Aye, aye, captain, the officer responded reaching for the phone that was embedded in the long center console, along with numerous dials, gauges, readouts, and radar screens. Keep sharp. Call me for any reason. I'm going below. He turned to her and smiled. Time to walk the plank, my lady. What do I have to do to get you to spare me? He rubbed his rugged-looking chin. Let me think. Anticipation fluttering through her body, Tanya followed her husband down the metal steps and into a narrow corridor one deck below. Ever the gentleman, he stopped at a white door, turned the handle, and stepped aside so she could pass through first. Before she did, she read the warning stenciled on the door in red. Dangerous space. Test air before entry. What's that mean? Nothing, really. Then why does it say dangerous space? Because I sleep here. No, really. Her husband smiled his Marlborough man smile and said, We put it there to ward off uninvited visitors. Like who? He had never answered. It really didn't matter because Tanya's mind stopped the moment Jake removed the towel from her freshly showered body and sighed in a low voice. God, you're lovely. You think so? Oh, yeah. I missed you, Jake. Missed you too, sweetheart. And you smell delicious. His strong hands touched her skin. Their lips met. Then he picked her up and lowered her to the bed as if in a movie. Please, Captain, be gentle. I'm a young, inexperienced lass, she said, keeping up the game. Gentle, eh? Not in my nature, miss. Grrr. It was a modest, twelve-by-twenty-foot cabin with small portholes that looked out to a large expanse of deck and the sea beyond. Nothing remarkable about it except for the large, silver-framed wedding photo of the two of them getting pelted with rice as they emerged from St. Bartholomew. Attached to the bedroom was a much larger captain's day room, equipped with easy chairs, a sofa, bookshelves, a desk, a large flat-screen TV, and a refrigerator. 
That's where Jake spent most of his free time, surfing the internet, reading, writing in his journal. It didn't matter that the cabin smelled of mildew or that the mattress felt hard against her back. Tanya was exactly where she wanted to be, feeling the ship roll from side to side beneath her as they made love. Usually an unemotional woman, she was surprised to find herself on the brink of tears. She reached up and took her husband's face in her hands. Oh, Jake, what is it about you that makes me so happy? My bounteous gold treasure? My undying love for you? The latter, darling. Ah. Uh... Gazing into his eyes, she felt as though their souls were intertwining. Then she heard something that sounded like thunder. Her husband stopped moving. What? Hold on. What is it?